I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack. Today, I'm so excited to bring you my guest, Melanie Martin. She is an actress in Hollywood. You probably will recognize her if you've seen her films. Um, But more importantly than acting, she is on a mission to help people heal their bodies physically with truth, knowledge, and understanding how the body works She shares her story about her new documentary coming out. It's going to be incredibly powerful. I cannot wait for it. And I also did a cleanse with Melanie probably a few weeks ago, a month ago now. And it was the intent was to open the pineal gland. And I have felt incredible ever since. So I'm really excited to bring Melanie to you today. And dear sister, thank you for joining well, sis, thank you for coming on. And again, thank you for introducing me to a super amazing and intense cleanse that has really helped me shift to the next level. It's been really powerful and I feel clear. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And the physical side of it um, has been beneficial. It was like a disruption, what I needed just to get back off gluten, get like clean up the diet, but it's really the spiritual side and the clarity of mind that I've experienced has just been, it's like, oh, okay, here we are. You know, I'm, I love this so much. Yeah. I mean, everybody has their different level um, that they reach with this cleanse. And um, I was very excited to hear your feedback because I, I know where you got to, I've been, I, I got to that with the cleanse, yeah. not the first time, mind you, it was the second time. So, um, that speaks highly of the work that you've been doing on yourself and your own ascension and evolution. So Thanks. kudos to you because Thanks. it, you know, it, it takes work to get to it's that perfect. sort of clarity. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, definitely there's, there's, even if somebody hasn't done that sort of work and I've taken them through the cleanse, they've had some sort of spiritual breakthrough, whether it's, they recognize their own self-worth or they love themselves a little bit more. And then they make some changes in their 3d experience to reflect that newfound love, love for that. themselves. So yeah, it's cool. It is. It's so cool. So tell me your journey and what brought you to LA and where'd you grow up? Like, what's your story? Oh God. Um, all right. <laughs> that's how I start my story too. Oh God. help me. <laughs> well, I think that's how it started. I stood up there and I was like, Oh God, I want to have a great human experience. Sign me up for this, 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 this. And he was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, all right, <laughs> I'm going to make it cute so that you can get through it. Mm. Um, yeah. I, my family's from Northern Europe. And they, um, my mom um, immigrated to Canada to, to have me and to raise me. And I moved to Los Angeles about 13 years ago uh, as an actress. And, um, you know, when I moved here shortly after my mom fell ill and it was out of the blue, 
and uh, she died very shortly after she had brain cancer. Mm. And that changed my life forever. Mm. Um, A, I didn't want to follow in her footsteps. So I started to observe everything she did and started to unlearn everything she did Mm. because I was mimicking her behavior, was working really, really hard, like too hard. I wasn't working smart. I was working really hard and putting undue stress and pressure on myself, um, expecting perfection, Mm. um, just all this negative self-talk, you know, not, not even celebrating my wins. So I started to reprogram myself basically. And I also started studying alternative ways of healing because when she was diagnosed, the only options they gave her were chemo, radiation, and surgery. So cut to about 10 years later, and I've still been studying this whole time, all these healing modalities. Mm. And a very dear friend of mine was diagnosed with stage four cancer. It's a male, different cancer, but the same three options were given to him that were given to my mom a decade prior. And that was the chemo, radiation, and surgery. And I was baffled because in my studies, I'd learned that we spend $289 billion every year on cancer research. So you're telling me with all this money spent, we don't have a fourth option? Yeah. That really confused me. Right. So I started to dig deeper. And that's when Cure This, my documentary was born. Mm-hmm. And I've been a big advocate for helping cancer patients explore other options that are actually far greater success in treating cancer than the chemo radiation and surgery. So that's really what I do most of my life now is I help people um, and raise awareness on their options on how they choose to save their life. This way they can make an educated decision and um, get to work with amazing people like you on, you know, taking care of your body, connecting with your highest self and your intuition and preventing yourselves from going through that other, um, situation that I'm coaching people through. So that's, that's my story. <laughs> that's beautiful. The, um, even the concept of the fourth option, I, sh- I share this often when I, so in 2016, I started having flashbacks of the abuse that I grew up with and, and it was just every, I literally dissolved as a human being and, and have had this rebirth experience and healing experience since 2016. And I started going to therapy the first week that I was having flashbacks where I'd hear the term flashback before. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. I I was so judgmental. I was the most judgmental person. I was like an assassin with my words and I was very sharp with my judgment. So I'd hear these concepts of like flashbacks. I'm like, okay, that's just a weak person or whatever until I started going through it. And I remember- rubbing the carpet I'm on the ground and I'm not sure where I am. And I'm like, where, where I literally was, I, and my wife's there and I'm like, are you here? Are you real? Is this real? Like, and it was very. Wow. Mind war. I have chills right now. It was, it was, yeah, you're giving me goosebumps. Yeah. It was, um, man. Yeah. It was intense. And I went to therapy this first, the, uh, I went in on a Thursday and that was a Sunday night. I started having all this and um, the therapist would say something to me. Now I'm an intelligent, smart, very successful, on paper have checked yeah. off everything. Like everything yeah. I possibly could check off, I was, I was checking off. Everything you were supposed to do, everything right? I was supposed to do, everything I was getting validation for, yes. all these things. 
And he's telling me things that the best way I can describe it is someone inserted a rod into my brain of like new, it was like my ability to think through options was so limited when he said, said something to me, it was, it made sense. It was like, of course, that's a healthy behavior, but it was like new information widened my perspective on, yeah. I don't have to think in this limited capacity. And once that happened for the very first time in my life, now I'm like, <laughs> where else is there that I, that I'm not aware right. of to find the truth. And it's, I'm sharing the stories. It sounds so much like here are the three options. And then when a fourth comes into the equation, you're like, what is this? And it's usually the yeah. one that we're not told early on is, is the path of healing or, you know, freedom. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I'm sorry to hear that you went through all that, but I believe um, as old souls, we choose very difficult paths. Um, I had a very traumatic childhood as well. My mom was a very sick alcoholic, very difficult to please, uh, impossible would be a better word. Yes. Um, but she was really sick all the time. And I was always looking after her. My dad was not around. Um, there was, there was all, I mean, my mom burned my house down for Christ's sake. I mean, the stories are great. <laughs> so I feel like we choose this trauma, this experience to, well, I heard this beautiful analogy once and it really resonated with me. And I think it will resonate with you. When, when someone cracks our heart open by hurting us, like when they break us, that's when the light can come in. Mm. And I think it took quite a few breaks for me. (laughs) Uh, I'm a bit of a slow learner. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. So am I. Yeah. It's really true. If you have felt that pain, A, you can help someone else who's going through that pain. And B, if you felt that pain, you can also guide somebody to not have to go through it. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of parlayed into my life purpose, which is, you know, uh, preventing other families from going through what mine had to go through. I mean, I've lost most of my family to cancer. Mm. And so that's why I'm doing this doc is to like Mm. prevent other families from having to go through this. You know, there's a time and a place for Western medicine, but I really truly believe that there's no healing that takes place in Western medicine. It's, um, it's a band-aid, it's a treatment, it's, it's a for now. Yeah. It's not a complete and utter healing, which is what's required yeah. in this world. So yeah, I'm a big advocate for, for natural healing and, and um, Ayurvedic, so mind, body, spirit, you know? Yes, the holistic side, it's when I was telling you that I had diverticulitis and I had small intestinal, I had SIBO and I was so sick. I was so, and I was working so hard and I was so sick. I collapsed twice, went to the ER, um, in the ambulance, like stretcher. My body was going into anaphylactic shock at random times, just like I'd be sitting and all of a sudden I'd go into shock. And, um, it was because of the hydrogen gas in my body. It was building up and then my body didn't know what to do with it. And, and I was still like grinding out. I was like, it was just such a mess. You was, were still not listening to your body. I wasn't listening. I, in fact, I hated my body. I hated myself. And so <sighs> why would I listen to my body? In fact, it wasn't even until just to share my journey. It wasn't even until um, this past October, I was just talking to my brother about it this morning that 
I almost didn't come back. I, I, I drove up to not come back and I called my brother just so someone would know where I was. And he shared something with me. I was like, I don't want to hear, don't talk to me. I'm just telling you where I am. And he's like, well, just tell me. And I, and I shared one little thing. And then he said, he has that same thing. And it was like, um, it helped me get out of that darkness. But why I share all this is I've learned that the body keeps the score. That's one of my favorite books. It's such a, you know, I know when something's true and I can, can feel it and I can breathe more deeply. Yeah. And I can feel it. And I grew up in religion where everything was professed truth, but it caused angst, anxiety, worry, ulcer, stress, like, of course, you know, and, and impossible. impossible. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting you say that, but that's really been one of the biggest lessons that I've learned this. I learned it at a different level each year. I feel like mm. after my mom died, it, that's what cracked me open and changed me forever. And each year I kind of like relearn this at a deeper level, but it's, it's the way that we were programmed mm. to live. So like you were saying, um, you were doing everything you were supposed to do, yep. but who says, like who says that we're supposed to do that right. and, and meeting these unrealistic expectations, you know, you go to school and then you start your life in debt yeah. and then you're, you're always trying to pay that back. And then you're told that you should buy a house. Right. So then you buy that house and then you're trying to pay that back. It's a constant fucking wheel yes. that's impossible to conquer. Yes. And so when you take all that pressure away and, and just allow yourself to be, and you are perfect the way you are, no matter what you have accomplished, what you've acquired, it, it all doesn't matter. <laughs> it's, it's just finding that peace within yourself. And so, yeah, it's, it's about unprogramming the beliefs, mm. the expectations, the everything we've been programmed to, to, to do like that we should do. It's, I think it's all bullshit. I mean, I believe it killed my mother. Yeah. I believe that stress, that impossible life yeah. is what sent her to her demise. And so that's not my choice for myself. And I try to coach others to, you know, not put that unneeded pressure on themselves either. Hmm. You're such a beautiful soul. I'm just looking at you. Like, what, Thank a, you. what a powerful journey. And this is what's so beautiful about hearing everyone's story is because when you know, we only get the snapshot of, like, I only knew you as the person who was doing a cleanse, you know, help me with the cleanse, but now hearing your story and it's so beautiful and it makes so much more sense and more powerful in its message when we share our, our stories and then we find out, oh, we're just humans, you know, we're just, in we're this, all the same. We're all the same. We're all in this together. And, We've all chosen everything we think we can handle. Yeah. And we've all chosen to tackle it the best we can and then hopefully find ourselves through it. Yeah. And then find that peace and that sovereign being that's inside that's perfect as they are. Yeah. So when did this is when did you first learn about the the soul choosing and soul contract and soul because this is a that's a wow. That's a massively liberating perspective and you know um I I think I was really young to be honest I was one of those kids that had a an imaginary friend Mm, her name was Penelope (laughs) and 
I, I mean, I know she was in the room with me, but my mom would be like, stop being silly. So I pushed this away. Um, when I was 16, I left home. And I feel like that adversity really dialed me back into my connection with source and mm. the cosmic information. And so I started to get really into it again. And then I moved to California and then like, you know, years, years, years later, I moved to California. So all these big, you know, I opened my business at 21 in Toronto and then I sold it to move to LA and then I came to LA and then my mom got sick. Mm. So that, that, that broke me literally like broke me. I'm a different person since then. And I feel like since then, that's when all the floodgates of information just bombarded me, but it took me a while after she passed to even be in the vibration that I could connect with that information mm. because I was in such grief and such pain. Um, but yeah, I feel like I was always kind of dialed in. I think we all are, we just either push it away. We're not there yet, but I feel like we all have that. Like if you ask anyone, they'll say, yeah, when I was a kid or, you know, I, I can hear things or I see things. I think we all have this yeah. magic within us. We are the cosmos. So yes. it's just a matter of like when we tap into it, and I think it was when I was starting to heal from losing my mom that I really, really allowed that information in. Yeah. It's amazing the healers like you, like our, my, my wife and I's oldest daughter or oldest daughter, she had an imaginary friend. His name was Jeff. And she is such a deep soul. She is an old, wise. Yeah powerfully profound grounded soul and you're so lucky i am so lucky and it's yeah. an accident that she was our firstborn when i was still in so much trauma and yep and, uh, but the healers are showing up right now like we're it's the era of you know you know what's cool not having all the things but actually being able to speak freely about these ideas and these healing modalities like you're saying because hurt people truly will continue the cycle of hurting other people until someone says like you like me the pain stops with me so yeah pass on to another person and we're at this yeah. era entering this fifth dimensional heaven on earth place this new earth that's coming that's here yeah. available now but and here we all are sharing this this magic and this beauty together. And I just think it's just, I'm struck by how beautiful your story is and how mm. powerful it is because it, we can't know healing without the pain and it is pain. I agree. I agree. That's, that's just it. It's the, yes. And the depth of the, the pain is the depth of the gift that yes. you have. Yes. And, you know, I, I wanted to share one thing. So in my documentary, which is, you know, almost done, thank God. Um, I interviewed this incredible man. He looks like Santa Claus, mm. um, but he's a scientific sound doctor. He's worked with NASA, the DOD. I mean, this boy knows his frequencies. Anyways, he's treating cancer patients and he's having a interesting thing happen where he he's having them uh, experience spontaneous remission spontaneous remission, just 
they had cancer. Now they don't. And the best the doctors could come up with was we must've made a mistake on the MRI. No, no, no. It was there. <laughs> it's now gone. And so this is how the doctor explains it to me as a sovereign being that we all are all made of the cosmos. We start to get sick from the first decision that we make in our life as a young adult to either do what our heart says to do, which is the scary path, the unknown path, the nothing is guaranteed and you can't explain how this is going to work path to the path that everybody's telling you to go to, go to school, get a job, da, da, da. From that first decision, we are misaligned with our soul purpose. Mm. So that's where disease starts. That's the root of it. So what he does is he takes them back to that, that moment. That's, you know, spiritual work, but to that moment and reminds their soul, their true spirit of what their soul mission is. And it can be anything. It could be best, be the best mom ever in the world. It could be the best dishwasher in the world. It doesn't have to be saving the world. But whatever it is that sings to your soul and is harmony for yourselves, that's your sole purpose. And the further we get away from that, the further in dis-ease we become. Anyways, I thought that was so profound. And I'm laughing because my mom used to say to me, Melanie, acting is not a real job. You better, you better keep your business going. So, you know, I opened my spot 21 And I've always had a business aside my career in film and television because I was programmed to believe that. But thank God, thank God, I listened to the song in my heart of my passion or I would be on the course to follow my mother's footsteps. Mm, It's it's incredible. Like, and parents are doing the best they can with the information they have, but they're, they're, they're not as connected with source as the newer generations are, you know? So even your children, like you see this firsthand, your children are, are teaching you to connect further and to play and to live in that, you know, joyous moment at all times. It's just so cool. It is so cool. It's such an amazing time. And I'm really excited for your documentary to come out because people need that disruption. I feel like that's what the cleanse was for me. It was a disruption. I eat fairly clean. I'm not, you know, really living in balance. I'm trying to walk Well, I am walking the spiritual life. Like that's what right. I feel called towards, but I needed that disruption over the neural pathways that were just the grooves of what I eat, what I do, what I think. Yeah. And that was such a nice thing. And so I'm excited for your documentary to come out and be that disruption too of perception of what health is. Yeah, it's sad, you know, and not pointing any fingers because these doctors work day and night and dedicate their lives to helping people, but they're working within an infrastructure that only allows them to use these tools that are given in their toolbox and all the other tools they are not even trained on, including nutrition. Mm. I mean, yeah, You're going right. to a doctor who knows nothing about nutrition. Right. I mean, that's the number one thing that affects our body. It's the, it's the most, uh, it's the highest consuming thing we do is eat. 
mean, we also look and listen and speak and, you know, all these things play a factor, but what we eat is literally making ourselves every day. And how are they not trained on that? So it's not their fault. Um, And nor is it the patient's fault because we have been programmed and deeply rooted program to respect authority figures and to do as we're told and to not question a doctor. That's a, that's what you just said. I think is what the, is the, we're at this point right now of humanity. I, I I posted this, I don't know, months ago, compliance is not a virtue. And somehow we've been programmed of being so afraid of authority or pleasing this authority so that we can get a sticker on the wall or be told we're a good citizen or whatever the the little reward is. Right. Coming back and reclaiming what is true and right for me. Yeah. I mean, this is um, programmed into us at a very young age. It starts in school. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we sit at a desk. We're not to talk unless we're spoken to, yeah. um, you know, we're to do this and do that and to do what we're told to do. And if we get in trouble, then we go to see a higher person. It's that hierarchy that's it's, it's, it's embedded in us from yeah. a young age. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, and it serves every system in our experience. <laughs> um, it's funny because I never, ever bought into that shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It's funny because I left, I left home so young. Right. So I didn't really respect my mom. Mm, So there's my number one authority figure. I didn't listen to her because she really wasn't well. Um, So then I left home and I could write my own notes for school. And I also had to work every other day. So I skipped school every other day to work, to feed myself. And I would write my own notes and then I'd get in trouble. And I'd say, well, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to pay my rent? So then I didn't respect them. So then I always questioned everything. Mm. So it's because of my adversities that I've been able to see the truth, Mm. you know? So I feel like it's my job to share that truth with everyone and empower them because I feel like their power has been taken away from them. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And that's what sovereignty is, is reclaiming that when I say yes, it's yes. And when I say no, it's yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's how I describe sovereignty is if unless your yes is a yes, you have yet to reclaim the full power. And I love that. We are stepping in. We are awakening. It's just, it's a slow, because it's do, it's happening in a loving way. The lights aren't just getting flipped on in the middle of the night. Right. Where we Gentle. Yeah, it's gentle. It really is gentle. Um, yeah. I would love to hear just your experience of acting and being in Hollywood and, and having <laughs> The fun, but also the the dark, <laughs> dark yeah, and, and all that, because it is a calling and it is artist. I mean, how being an artist is a gift. That is the divine creation to yeah. create something. But then, of course, they take that gift and manipulate and control it the same as every other system. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably been my biggest problem <laughs> <laughs> is, you know, fitting into what they think I should do. That's been my hardest problem. But, um, you know, I think I'm pretty good. I think I'm a good actress and I love it. And it's fun to the same as we, we get into ourselves and do the work within ourselves 
and see things from different perspectives and, and question our beliefs, the same sort of work I do with these characters and try to understand the motivation of the expression, the response, the breath, like whatever it is. Yeah. So yeah, I love that work. I love that work. Um, yeah, I've been really blessed. I've done a lot of work um, last year during COVID, um, during quarantine. I had two films released, which is amazing, except I didn't get to go to a premiere. Um, so I had uh, bad president come out. It's a comedy satire about yeah. Donald Trump <laughs> and I played Melania Trump. So that was a lot awesome. of fun to shoot. And I, I tried to really give her a lot of power and, and I think she is powerful. I mean, she manifested the life of her dreams. Yes. Yes. And, and people don't give her credit. She's also really smart. I feel like so languages fluently. Yeah. Yeah respect right any linguist like that is just so impressive in my mind yes. anyways that was really fun to shoot that i had another film that i did called reboot camp mm -hmm. and it was it's a it's um a mockumentary of a documentary so it's the first one like that awesome. that i've done so they've got a camera on set that you don't look at no you look at and then the camera that's filming the filming that you don't look at. So it was just a new experience, That's but it was really funny. It's about this um, uh, guy whose wife leaves him for her guru, self-help guru. Yes. And he decides to prove how easy it is to be a fake guru and ends up creating this really successful cult. <laughs> and he's like, oh shit, what have I done? So it's got Ja Rule, uh, Lindsay Shaw, Wow. Um, Jessica Belkin, David Lipper. Wow. It's got like an amazing uh, David Keckner, like an amazing cast. That's so, so that's cool. super fun. And I play this like tardy leopard print MILF who's just giving her daughter all the worst advice possible. That's awesome. It's so funny. <laughs> that's See, that's yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah. So, I mean, I've had good success, but yeah. I'm really, I love being in the uh, power seat, which is creating and, and being the producer as well. It's really fun. What, so how long has the documentary taken you from concept to? Yeah. Well, um, when my mom first died, a couple of years later, I was meditating to alleviate my depression. And it hit me that I needed to make a film to honor my mom mm. because my mother had lived in misery within herself, but lived solely for me. And I thought if she could dedicate her life to me, I could dedicate a good chunk of months for her. Mm. So I made a short film, it was 13 minutes, and it kind of showed her final two weeks of her life and what she went through because you can't imagine what took place in such a short period of time. Mm. So I made this film, it was called Timeless because my mom is timeless. And um, it went really well. We, we screened at Cannes. I mean, like, that's huge. Um, we won awards around the world um, in different film festivals. So it was really well received. And, and I was glad I did that. And I'd done it to honor my mom and also raise awareness on brain cancer because it's going to be even more prevalent with our earbuds and our ear pods and all this bullshit that they're putting Wi-Fi signals between our brain. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I wanted to do that to help society, but I didn't really feel like I made a big enough impact. And then 
when my friend was diagnosed and I came across this new information, um, I knew I had to do something more. And um, so when he was diagnosed, that was about three and a half years ago. So I quit my job, started my doc, helped him, took him to his oncology appointments, gave him information, tried to coach him, um, intervened with oncologists, asked them why they're not doing certain treatments, protocols. And um, eventually my friend decided to get chemo. And I can't blame him. It's his choice and his belief system doesn't allow him to not trust the doctor. So I'm trying to help him with other healing modalities on the side as um, complementary therapies, but uh, he's not doing wonderful. The, the cancer has spread. So, but it's been three and a half years. I've been working on it and hopefully it will change some people's minds and, and empower them to make choices that are, I mean, by the oncology reports, the statistics, I don't, it's so shocking when you hear this, but chemo, radiation and surgery totally, Totality, so the combination of all three treatments, is 2.5% effective. That means if Mercedes was making a car that didn't blow up once out of 49 times, that they'd still be in business. It doesn't make any sense. It's, it's uncomprehendable. So... Yeah, I just want people to know like hyperthermia is like 80% effective. Mm. And that's just concentrated heat. It's not going to hurt you. It's just a bit warm, you know, but this is not available in the United States unless you've had chemo and radiation. So there's all these logistics that play into, um, you know, getting this information out and empowering people and making a change. So the big paradigm that when the word holistic also is as, been diluted but to be a whole human a whole sovereign being also to see the world to have the world view that all things are one versus medicine big pharma religion education politics all these slices someone is looking at the whole pie I yeah grew up, i grew up in a house that I know that people are looking at the whole picture and then only give selected information to people because that's how they can control people. Even, you know, my closest friends is a retired, uh, medically retired Navy SEAL. And he would explain wow. that how information works in the military mm -hmm. is he might be a lower rank than a person, but he knows more than the other yeah. person before whatever. So yeah, it's dripped, it's it's bifurcated, it's siloed, and that's how you you know run an army. Control you're massive. Control. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But when we're hearing this information about healing and wholeness, and I mean, I just watched this documentary on Gaia. One of the oh, I love Gaia. Gaia is amazing. And it's the vast for me, plant medicine has been I grew up I never even I I, I sat in ceremony with ayahuasca before I'd ever tried cannabis or I wow mean, good I, for I, you you're I, brave I, went all, I am brave I went I went go big or go uh, home that's right <laughs> <laughs> that's right oh do a cleanse got it okay let's get after it you know I'm gonna do the hardest cleanse ever yeah <laughs> <laughs> totally oh good my goodness you. but that's impressive it, um thanks well it um this documentary I was watching on Gaia was explaining uh, 
this one group, uh, the Peruvian shamans that they were the first ones. To, I've always wondered how did they, because ayahuasca is the only medicine or, or yeah, psychotropic medicine. Medi- it is definitely medicine that yeah. doesn't exist in the exact same place. So it's the ayahuasca tree and then it's the leaf of whatever the, um, the inhibitor. Dimethyltryptamine, yeah. yeah. They, and so this documentary goes through that they believed that plants had consciousness and that they would speak to plants. And this one plant, um, they, they ate it. And in a dream, this, uh, forget if it was a snake or, Anyway, something in the dream told them exactly where to go and to mix the two plants. And that's when, and where wow. the, they told them to go was where those two plants were. So the ayahuasca vine. And, wow. And that's amazing. Amazing. I, and I but I do believe that. I believe everything has consciousness. Well, everything. Even, so I came from religion. At, uh, I know. Hardcore religion. But even Jesus said, if you don't cry out to me, the rocks will cry out to me. And I always thought like, oh, that's a like hill metaphor. <laughs> but now that I understand like what Stonehenge is or why the, why the, all these gates in the mountains, the quartz mountains or the whatever, the, they have frequencies. Yes. They vibrate. They are yes. conscious. Everything. Everything's mm-hmm. consciousness. This is the most, so I'm like, why did they put, um, and I think this was actually a good thing, but it also possibly could be used um, differently, that granite has a frequency to calm. So then we put granite countertops in kitchens during the 70s, 80s, 90s, wow. like, and now they're replacing it with quartz, which is a different frequency. Higher. Higher yeah. frequency. And so, and where did, where are we put it? In the kitchen, where we gather, where we, so, oh, that's amazing. I literally always keep it by me when I'm, when I'm doing this kind of work. Yeah. Always. This is the one I meditate with. That's amazing. amazing. Yeah. This, um, and I just bring all this up is there's so much more when we can look at that holistic, when we can understand that plants are conscious and we are conscious that do we think the dogs are freaks because they can hear a pitch that we can't hear are they like super beans no we just accept that oh a dog can hear frequencies that we can't hear we don't think greater than or lesser than it's just it's just a fact yeah yeah i thought it was really cool um i learned that you know well we've all seen this but i just don't know how many people have sat and contemplated this so we see so much with our eyes right like we're like wow but a lot of people are the type of people that if they don't see it with their own eyes, they don't believe it. Except we put so much emphasis on the truth being something we can see with our eyes, except our eyes only see 1% of light. Mm. That's 1% of what's really going on. Yes. It's crazy. That's why I love plant medicine because I feel like, when you're tapping into this consciousness of yes. this medicine from Gaia, yep. it's, it's allowing your vision yes. to expand and you can see more yes. of what's actually going on. And, you know, I used to think when I was younger and people talked about hallucinogenics and, you know, Terrence McKenna and all these people, yeah. I was like, oh God, they're just tripping out, like, and making things up that they're seeing. I don't believe that anymore. I, I mean, 
I've had experiences with like psilocybin and ayahuasca and DMT mm-hmm. um, where like I've seen Mary Magdalene and Jesus like praying over me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, guess I think they were really there. <laughs> yes. I know that sounds crazy, but I don't think it's not. No, please. Sis, when I, <laughs> I don't think it sounds crazy at all. And I think I understand because I used to judge this stuff so hard um, because I tried to live hol- that my holiness. If I could achieve mm-hmm. a sense of holiness, I would be okay. And, and right. further, you know, the furthest from the truth of what is holiness, like to be in love. Well, okay. Then I was not in love. I was in judgment okay. and I was in fear, right. I was in scarcity, I was in sickness. I was in all these things. Um, wow. The plant. Good for you. It's been a journey, sis. Good for you. You've transformed yourself, babe. Like religion especially is so, because in families it's generational, right? So there it's so it's, it's almost, it's almost in your DNA. It's not just a thought like these people, it's a dense belief system that's in that energetic imprint of the DNA. And for you to transition that and to heal it, release it, expand it, like uh, change the vibration. I mean, that's a lot of work. I'm really, really, really impressed with you. Thanks. It's really monumental. It's really big. Yeah. It's almost, Hmm. it's one of those things. It's so deep rooted because it's so generational that it's almost like impossible to break free from. I feel like, yeah, you know, it's the, yeah, it's no, um, it's 12, 12 right now. That's great. There it's no different, um, in the medical world where, and this is, it's no different than having a patent on some of the viruses that we see released and also providing the cure. It's the same thing in religion where they create the problem, they create the abuse in the family structure and the conditional love, but then they claim that they have the cure with unconditional love and heaven awaits. And all you have to do is these things and be good. And it's the craziest mind control system ever derived because it takes the concepts of good and godliness and wholeness and and divinity and beauty. And uses it against you. Against like the most vicious weapon. Last no. year, I was just talking to my wife and we we're getting choked up because I had a conversation with my brother this morning and it's been uh, a lot of the family stuff has, has crept up um, yeah. uh, Same. the last couple of weeks. It's been very interesting. And, and um, last year at this time, I did a podcast, Why I Left Christianity to Find the Love of God. And that was- You're going to make me cry. Hmm. It's beautiful. And you know what I've, I've learned is that God is love. And what is love? God is everywhere. And God is everywhere. And what even David, I see one of the things that I've been a very effective is I've read the Bible cover to cover seven times. I can quote Wow. I know what the scriptures say. I know. And so David says in Psalms, Where can I go, O Lord, where you are not? If I go to the heights of heaven, there you are. If I dwell in the depths of hell, there you are. So God is everywhere. But if you tell the religious community, God's everywhere, like, oh, no, 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 God's up in this throne. And 
and they, but God is everywhere and he is love. It is love. God is not even a man. It's just the energy, the masculine energy, the divine masculine is the energy of giving life and wholeness. And then the divine feminine is the energy to receive that giving of the wholeness. And we're waking up to, it says in, it says in the book of Hebrews, like our, and, and we know our God is a consuming fire. And I look at fire as, I mean, ash in Hebrew, like ash is the soul, the fire you like cultivate in prayer. Like you get your soul um, on fire, but fire emanates. So it gives constantly gives light, heat, warmth, security, vision, like oh, so many beautiful things, but it also receives at the exact same time it's giving it receives and it will you can give it whatever you want and it will take yeah. it take it take it and take yeah. it give it and give it back to you in a different form it alchemizes transmute it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's so beautiful um, you know i'm yeah. listening to you and i just got really clear on something hmm. in all of these systems whether it is the church or any organized religion or the medical industry, or the banks, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because they're teaching us a limited belief. So they want us to have a little bit of the information, but it has to come from them. Yeah. And, and, and everything that's taught to us is that you need that. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you reach the truth and when you, when you can see clearly, you realize you don't need them. <laughs> That's right. You don't need them. That's right. That's right. More of the, the unlimited belief system mm. is available right. for free. Yes. I mean, nature provides, God provides, yes. the universe provides. Yes. Um, yeah, it's getting back to that. And I think that's where we're heading. I agree. And I'm yeah. so excited about it. I, I really am so excited where we can talk and look at each other. Like you, I first just, I looked at you on, you know, Instagram. And I'm like, this is a sister. Like, and that's why I messaged you. Like, this is a sister. And I loved it. Yeah, you loved it. And you are. And I'm looking at you like, this is, you're my sister. And we get to create and have this beautiful family conversation and show people what real family conversation is, where it's not like, well, do you believe these things? And what are you doing? Like, who gives a shit? Like, do, are we loving? Are we coming from this place? Are we standing for healing and wholeness? And um, I love that. Yeah. I just really. happy I met you. It's really awesome. Oh, babe. I'm so grateful. You are such a light and you're such a light bringer and you know, you're standing up for humanity and just sharing the unlimited wisdom that that's here. It's not, it doesn't need to be channeled through one medium. It's, it's, you're exposing that and empowering people and, you know, sharing your adversity and sharing your pain and allowing people to to resonate with that mm. to come to their own healing yeah. um i worked with this one healer who channels the masters um a couple archangels etc and i was kind of like whatever we'll see you know this was ages ago yeah. she said to me um and I, I i'm saying this because i think it's the same for you mm. she said 
your ancestors have been waiting for you to break the cycle of sacrifice. Because we don't need to sacrifice anything, not our happiness, not our health, not each other, our connection to source. And if you look at all of these structures, I feel like something was sacrificed, whether it was a monetary donation or um, you weren't allowed to believe something else to do this. So it's a sacrifice of that belief or, you know, you've got to work hard. So you're going to sacrifice spending time with your family. Mm. It's always been about sacrifice. And I know now nothing should be sacrificed. Mm. And I think that's, that's message from, from your ancestors as well. And you chose this journey to break the sacrifice. So it's such a fascinating time to live in. And I'm reading um, Sacred Mushroom and the Cross right now. And and he's talking about mushrooms and why they're why they're so deeply embedded in the consciousness of humanity and all lines of all peoples of all times have drawn about the mushroom and it's so interesting i'm just reading about it grows off death and it it brings life essentially it alchemizes death alchemizes Mm -hmm. death so we we don't need to sacrifice ourselves like um i'll just i don't know this is and this vision too that I've been having of even the concept of money itself and what money is. And I don't even mean from like currency and dollars and fiat currency. No, I know what you mean. I mean like the literal the concept of yes, what it exists as and why. Sacrifice. It's all sacrifice. It, the very premise is sacrifice. Correct the very premise is slave and master relation. The very premise is you don't have unless you give of your. Yeah. Yeah. It's wow. I, I listen, you could get me going for a long time. <laughs> so on this great. Stuff. I love it. I love it. I'm okay, so here's a great book for you. Okay. Um, oh gosh. A return to Jekyll Island something Jekyll Island. Okay. And it's by G Edward Griffin. Um, he's actually somebody that I interviewed in my documentary because he's written another book called the world without cancer Mm. because cancer was cured in the 1930s. Um, but this man is brilliant. He wrote this book and it's about the federal reserve and how it was, um, built and, and fraudulently put together. Anyways, the book was so compelling and so true and so factual that the federal reserve was audited because of this book. So I think you would really wow. resonate with it. <laughs> really cool. Um, and I guess I need to give like a tip or a trick um, for people. I always try to give like a little little something with every interview, every press, whatever that I do. Um, and I, I'm getting two things that coming to mind. So, and I mentioned this one in my last interview, but it's so important for the ladies um, because we are so programmed to not know this. Yeah. Um, mammograms. So don't ever get another mammogram. Mm. It's an x-ray of your breast tissue, Mm. condensed, compressed four separate times. 
if there wasn't a cancer cell before that mammogram, there is a 2% chance that there will be now. So for each mammogram you get, it increases your breast cancer risk by 2%. Wow. You can choose an ultrasound and thermography, which is going to give you a more accurate result than a mammogram. Hmm. So that's first tip for the ladies, uh, for the men and the women, um, apricot kernels, apricot kernels contain amygdalin. Amygdalin is a compound of three molecules, which is basically vitamin B 17. Wow. And it cures it, it. They literally, when it ingests, they will only release those three molecules into a cancer cell, which will kill the cancer cell. It will not harm a, a healthy cell. Wow. So eat your, you should eat three a day. Apricot kernels. And where do you get those? Online. Okay. That's it. Apricot kernels. They taste like, um, marzipan, which I love the taste of marzipan, but it's, it's a bitter, bitter taste. Yeah. Um, but I just throw them in my shakes every day. I've, I've had, um, I've been crushing pineapples since the cleanse. Like that's right. I didn't know that that kills like parasites. The, what is it? Yeah. Bromamine. Bromamine. Yeah. I mean, just nature, this earth gives us good to know, right? It's like a whole education system that we should be having. Yes. How to heal your body with food. Did you hear growing up? I, I don't know when I heard this, but it seemed like it's a common thing that people hear. You are what you eat. But then literally, we literally are what we eat. It's like our cells are made by what we eat. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I love like the whole limited belief that we're taught through um, Western medicine, like, you know, oh, well, you have a terminal disease Mm. or, you know, uh, what is it? Um, uh, What's it called? Um, Not terminal. What's the word I want to use? Oh, incurable. That's my favorite word. Incurable disease. Okay. Well, let's look, let's look at science. We know that every organ, skin, everything in our body is replenished by new cells at certain amounts of time. I think the maximum amount of time is like four months. We have a new stomach. That's amazing. (laughs) So, so how is anything for sure? Because we're making new cells. So if we can give our body different things for those cells to be made with, then everything is curable from within, Hmm. not incurable. It's curable from within. In Yes. So put in something that will cure it. So it's just all limited, limiting belief structures. I just hate that. And that's part of the, don't tell me something like that. Right. (laughs) And that's also a weird wordplay, the spell in curable or incurable as if it's Im- impossible. It's not awesome. impossible. It's, it's in- impossible. Yes. Gosh, that's so interesting. Well, listen, don't get me started on my witchy vibes because <laughs> I know all about the Nordic runes and yep. how the runes uh, carried a certain vibration and they yep. use them to cast spells. And that's where the English language language was derived from was this Norse language and they literally copied the witches and and made words with different sounds and vibrations that manifested into a 3d reality by speaking them into existence so abracadabra literally means speaking it into existence right so crazy it is so it's so crazy it's so 
simple too. Once you wake up to it, yeah. Like, oh, I see how it is. I see. How yeah. Are- and we also have to be very careful the words we choose to speak. Yes. I mean, I used to joke around a lot and be like, "Oh my God, I'm dead." <laughs> yeah. I'm like no, yeah. <laughs> because that vibration of that word, because it yes. is a spell. Yes. My my cells are feeling that, so I am alive. I am healthy. I am strong. Vibrant, vibrant. Even if you're feeling poopy, like yeah. you gotta you gotta reprogram the vibration because you're feeling between the vibrations here. So if you can put your vibration up, you're gonna feel better. So mm-hmm. it's it's literally we are in control at all times, but we've been taught that we're not in control. Mm. I, um, and then, well, we wrap soon, but you just made me think that the whole concept of vibration, um, I had an incredible experience. So I, I, we live here in Seattle and live up in the mountains area and it is so beautiful. And I'll go on this hike, um, and on this ledge, and I might be 200 feet up on wow. this ledge down. I mean, I am right on the ledge. And I meditate right on this little bluff. Love it. One day, I mean, I can't, countless times I've meditated on this bluff, but this one day I just got into, I I like saw a tunnel and I went into the tunnel and then came back around and saw myself (laughs) sitting there. It was so incredible. And those are moments. It was, it, quantum field. I love it. It was incredible. And I thought, and I was perfectly still and I could see myself and I thought, look left. And I did not move my head, but I could see to the left. I could see to the right. And then I heard people hiking. So the trail is probably 15 feet off from where I'm sitting. Right. And I hear people coming and I look over and there's nothing blocking me. I mean, I'm in a bright, bright clothes. Nothing's blocking <laughs> And they they're talking and walking and they don't even see me because I could see they're, they're walking up a hill so I can see where their eyes are. They never even see me and they walk right past, keep their conversation going. And I thought I was in a different frequency than they love that. could not see me. Yep. yep. And babe, I believe in that completely. There's different dimensions that, so the frequent, you know, this, so the frequencies, go up and up and up, you know, the fifth dimension is, is a really high frequency. The sixth dimension is even higher frequency. And it's just like dogs, dogs can hear that higher frequency of a different dimension. Same as cats can see different frequencies and different dimensions. It's all on that scale. And we're the 1% down here in the three dimension. We can see 1% of this dimension. So yeah, absolutely. I believe they were in a different, different frequency than you. Amazing. That's so beautiful. You're a powerful soul, babe. Oh, sis. Thanks. You're a really powerful soul. Yeah. I'm grateful to meet you and to know you and to have helped you on your journey. Even if it's this much, I'm so grateful. You deserve it. Thank you. Thank you. And it was amazing. And everyone, I... I've already, um, Rob, I know you talked to Rob, which he lives. Oh my God. He's, he lives so, in Toronto. So cool. That's such a, <laughs> a like, small, Oh my God. Yeah. No it's amazing. Ever, no accidents ever, but everyone. So looked- what was the thing that you like, I know for me, I, I want to know yours as well. So what was, what was the most, what was the biggest thing you noticed after the cleanse for you? Um, it was really like energetically, like right here was clear and, and, 
um, how do I describe this? It was, it was like elevated, lighter, clearer, cleaner. It was so, I was just so bogged down, still doing the yeah. work, but it was, I knew that now, even right now, it's here. It's like, yeah, third eye, like cleanly understanding. I get it, dude. Yeah. So, so when we clean out the GI, right. Cause the GI is usually so clogged and so dense. Mm. And I want to use that word because it's lowering our frequency. So when we eliminate toxins, parasites, um, impact excrement, all that, all of a sudden the energy is like, it allows to yeah. flow and you, you raise your frequency. And then also with the decalcifying the pineal gland, like it's just like allowing the flow of cosmic love and energy. For me, I was like, every sense I have was sharpened. Yeah, I could yes. hear better. I could see more vibrantly. I could, I could feel almost like a tingle in the top of my head, connecting me to my high self. I could taste, I could smell everything. Yeah. It was amazing. Like, it was just like my totality of experience. <laughs> yes. Sharpen, you yes. know? And that's what I mean, clean. Like there was, no, it was uninhibited being. Yeah. I love that. Oh, so good. Yay. Everyone listening, I highly recommend, We, I will put Melanie's information in the show notes and I will share this to the world and everyone, I just, I'm looking at you, sister, just. I love you. Thank you. I love you. Thank, you. Thank you for everything you're doing. You're really brave. Proud of you. Hmm. Thanks. So are you. We are together. We are together. Yeah. Well, I love you and I love everyone who's watching. And I just want you all to be well and be happy and have a high frequency. Love it. And we will. And we will. Yeah. Sister, thank you for coming on the podcast. And everyone, I will put Melanie's information in the show notes. Make sure you go check her out. Health, health, and health. May that be our banner cry emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally, in all ways. May we strive for health internally before we ever impose someone's health externally. The work is done within. Brothers and sisters, keep going, keep receiving love, releasing fear, and everything is going to be okay. I'm Lucas Mack. This is the Golden Rule Revolution, and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.